Las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. Hey, go on, you know, we do a podcast and we break down a lot of these cigars, so you might want to go on there and um, we also talk about this and this and they're like, you know, so it must have been a guy, must have told back like almost four or five months ago and he came in and he was like, well, what are you guys going to talk about this week? That's awesome. And I was like, what are you talking about? Snipper. Whoa! <laughs> that exploded. Jeez. I know you probably don't need any of this, won't partake in any of this, but I got some assorted chocolates. <laughs> Dude, I had a the... York peppermint patty earlier today. Yeah. It was fucking delicious. I know. I almost forgot about those, and uh-huh. I was like, York peppermint patties. You know something they don't sell? Too much here. What's that? That they do tons of back in the Midwest. The Chunky Bar. I feel like I recognize the name, but I don't like... A Chunky Bar is is a square. And it comes in big chunks. And it has raisins and nuts in it and chocolate. Huh. And it's not it's not that big at all. A Chunky Bar is probably like, like this here. Oh, yeah, and it's in four squares. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know exactly. It has this color, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of the York peppermint patty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mounds or almond joy? Oh, either one. I like coconut so much that I have no preference. I like them both. Yeah. I'm a big fan of coconut. I like coconut water. I like coconut involved with my desserts. I, like, I just like coconut. I like putting it on top of the Mongolian barbecue. Who hot? Let me go to Who hot. Mm-hmm. I like Who hot. That place is delicious. So I'm not big for any kind of nuts in my food. I'll eat it in candy bars, but as far as food is concerned, I like pad thai and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm similar in that I only eat fruit by itself. I don't mm. like like citrus flavored dinner or like you know what I mean. Like yeah. I don't want like fruit mixed into a salad or I don't like fruit on top of my cheesecake. I like yeah. cheesecake plain. Right. I don't like orange chicken when I go out for Chinese. Yeah, yeah. I'm and on that of... note, episode 19. Yeah. There we go. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bet your ash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Cornelius, and I am McGee, and what are we smoking today, my friend? Today we are smoking the Oliva O. Um, I love doing research on these cigars because 
you know, there's certain cigars I'll pick up in the humidor, and I'm like, wow, that's a really good tasting cigar. I know it's a good tasting cigar. Some, <coughs> excuse me, someone will come in, they'll they will ask for a certain, uh, you know, medium, full body or light type of cigar. They'll ask for, you know, chocolate notes or toasty notes or um, earthly favor, earthy flavors or things like that. And just by smoking these cigars, I'll know, hey, this is where you need to be, or this is where you need to be. It's your job to be able to answer exactly. those questions. Yeah. Kind of like the humidor sommelier. Sommelier? Sommelier. Yeah. So, that's not, I don't uh, think that's what they call the tobaccoist, right? Like no, a tobacco. They, they, do they say tobacco sommelier? You're basically a tobacconist, I guess. Tobacconist, I think yeah. that would be the... I think that's the term, yeah, tobacconist. So... Um, but I like to think I'm more than that. <laughs> I have a friend who's a wine sommelier. He knows oh, yeah? everything about wine. Wow. But at some point, he'll definitely be on this podcast. Really? We'll either we'll either smoke Gotta a cigar with him in Miami, or he'll come here and smoke a cigar with us. He likes cigars, yeah. and he's one of my homies. Like he's he's you know he's nice. one of my, my my closest friends in the world. See, I th- see. I think wine is a lot like cigars in the sense that okay, like wine. All right, someone's sitting at a table in a fine restaurant, and they start asking questions about wine, right? There's a lot of different options and different things that, you know, you have to keep in your, you know, cellar in order to pull up for somebody, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, to have, like, a full wine collection. Yeah, is a you want a 2007 yeah. Riesling, or you want this, yeah. or you want that. And they're like, okay, I'll be right back with that. And yeah. I'm like, holy cow, they got yeah. it, you know? Or they so, have something along that. Something along yeah. those lines. So I guess, you know, when it comes to cigars... It's somewhat the same, not completely the same, but somewhat the same. So it's kind of like, well, I kind of think, you know, but I think the wine is just, I don't know, wines, wine and cigars. They're both very deep when it comes to, they're both made from, you know, leaves and grapes. I mean, it's, it's you know, so whenever we do tastings, um, whenever I match up with whoever, like whether it's Johnny Walker, we've done one with them, uh, Belvini, we've done one with them. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Glenn Marange, we've done one with them. We've done a lot of them. And whenever we match up with these guys, um, they always, we always tell them, um, the person or the representative they send from the distillery, they always go into, uh, talking about the similarities, you know, uh-huh. and the more they talked about it, the more I started thinking like, man, there are a lot of similarities from wine and cigars. Um, with that being said, the cigar that we're smoking today is the Oliva O, the 660, uh, size 660. And I don't think it's a, a normal size. I know by the color, they say it's a Habano, uh, double Toro. Well, no, this is just a, the Habano 660. And um, it's very, it has a very dark, rich looking yeah. wrapper. It's not as thick, at least at, at the beginning, it's not as heavy as I expected when I saw it. Yeah, no, but and it's, it's definitely going to warm up. Like we were talking, like a lot of Oliva cigar, cigars tend to get richer the more Abs- you smoke them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And this one has a um, Habano sun grown wrapper, Habano. Uh, binder and filler so um, in order to keep the continuity in the cigar a lot of times uh, they just go around the region that they're actually um, 
you know, choosing for this cigar. So this is from Nicaragua, um, from uh, Esteli, Candega, and the Jalapa Valley. So it's from three different regions in um, Nicaragua and blended very, very well. Um, I didn't know that the Oliva O had won that many um, accolades over the years. Cigar yeah. of the Year 2005. This specific one, the O? Yes, was Cigar of the Year 2005. Wow. Um, the uh, plus it got you know numerous from uh, Cigar Snob a 91 rating, uh, I think a 92 rating from Aficionado later. Um, top 25 uh, made the top 25 list in 2013. Um, so it's a good cigar, you know. Um, when it comes to the O, though, I think I've kind of moved away from 60-gauge cigars. Yeah. But I think I'm back when it comes to this cigar. For some reason, this cigar, to me, balances out a lot better in a 60-gauge than some of the smaller gauges. Uh, but that's just me. Once again, everybody's palate is yeah. different. You know? This is the biggest cigar they make? Gauge-wise, gauge yeah. Gauge-wise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really like you know when you look at all the all of us, it's kind of stands out a little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't. Uh, well, at least we don't carry a lot of sixty gauges, you know, of Olivas. Um, but you know they have them. You know that's just something for some reason. I took a look at. Uh, we usually carry a lot of the Figurados, the Churchills. Um, double tor uh, double robustos, um, and things of that nature. Um, but just you know, looking at this, I'm going to investigate a little bit more to see what other cigars they have in the 60 gauge. Just yeah. give them a try. Yeah. See, you know, I just think that this cigar for me in the smaller gauge was a little bit curt in the taste. The Oliva O when I talk, I, I think I tasted it in a. I know, like a small Corona or a really, really small, short uh, version of the Oliva O, maybe even out of a tin, right? Um, a cigarillo size. But after like a third down, it started getting really, really curt and a little, you know, um, sharp uh, for what I like in a cigar. Yeah. But this one here tastes pretty good. I'll tell you what, we just started it, but. Although, like, that, when I was lighting it, it was a little spicy. Mm -hmm. It's really, like, kind of gotten richer and creamier. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and already, and it's only, you know, just got going. It's a good cigar. So, I guess on this podcast, everybody, and we got to lick our wounds from our <laughs> uh, racket. Yours isn't so bad. That's not a lot of red. That's not a lot of red. You, you only got one of the playing games right, but that doesn't matter. You did really well after that. Belmont. I actually picked well, and that's why I stuck with Belmont longer than what I thought I was. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you were right with Belmont. I, I mean, I only got one right. I had Fairleigh Dickinson as far as that first round, mm -hmm. and then I mean, it's really, it's really weird tournament because all the first round first seeds are still alive, all the second seeds are still alive, mm -hmm. three of the three seeds are still alive. A four seed and a twelve seed. I mean, like that's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's or three twelve four seeds or sorry three four seeds a five seed and a twelve seed. Mm -hmm. Like that's it's, it's amazing. So although I have a lot of red and you have a little bit of red mm -hmm. on your although you did well over here, 
You you know, we both have a lot of red, but we still have all our eight teams, all of our elite eight teams and all our final four teams and all our winners, Mm -hmm. you know, so at least between the two of us, you're, you're doing better than me, but we both, we're both super, super what Was that last night? I think the, the whole, um, (laughs) NCAA stock, stock market was going to crash. Yeah. uh, I mean, it was. By inches, that Duke pulled that out. That was an amazing game. Yes, it was. It was an amazing game. UCF played their hearts out. Mm-hmm. That kid, uh, uh, the the tall guy, Taco, was yeah. great. That, if he hadn't fouled out, they might have won that game. They might have won that game. I think the percentage, because how Duke won and how uh, UCF lost, um, I would say that it would have increased by 90%. Because this wasn't a jumper, this wasn't. Yeah. Um, th- this was right at the rim. One rebound, right? and if that was you the difference. and if you got a seven six center yeah. that can reach his arms up and touch the rim without jumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mean to tell me that not having him in there and having him in there makes a difference? Yeah. Okay. Literally. Yeah. It was the ball game was that yeah. that that one situation. Yeah. No way that they would have gotten the re- there's no way they would have gotten that rebound unless it was a really quirky and it wasn't rebound off the uh, free throw from um, Zion Zion Williams. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing, um, the tip back. You know, I mean, he wow. he would not you would he wouldn't have been flying in like uh, Aubrey uh, Dawkins was. He wouldn't have been doing any of that. He just would have went up and just boop and okay, we're done. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so and if he didn't get the first one, he might have gotten the second one if he, if he wasn't in position for one or the other. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I would say ninety percent chance that if he had not fouled out, they would have won that. Yeah, game. I think you're right. You know. So yeah, um, so Duke Duke survives like by the skin <laughs> of their teeth, and the question is, does having that close call in the first weekend, mm-hmm. does that make them more or less likely to dominate throughout? Like, was that their one close call? They survived their one close call. Now they'll win. They'll win throughout. Or right. does that show like they're susceptible, and somebody else is going to be able to get that rebound or get you know right. get them? In right. A, because, I mean, they played that first game against uh, that first game against North Dakota State was like, wasn't really a game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like you know, it wasn't really anything impressive. Well, like, they haven't, and like, you know, UCF, they're not great, even though they have one that, they have two great players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're not a great team, right? Right. right. Um, now they got to play Virginia Tech. Like, Virginia Tech is familiar. They're athletic. They're mm-hmm. hungry. They they hate Duke. I mean, they hate Duke, <laughs> right. right? Like UCF is it different? It's right. Duke is like special. Hey, it'd be awesome mm-hmm. if we beat them. Virginia Tech is like we love it when we beat these guys. We don't get to do it often enough. Let's go ruin their tournament, right? Like Virginia Tech's not going to be like in awe, right? No, they're going to show up to play. They beat yeah, them once exactly. this year, yeah. but without Zion. no Zion played. It was the it was R.G. Barish and the uh, Barrett and the uh, Cam Reddish that didn't play. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. Maybe I'm confused. But I think Virginia Tech had a key player out also. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? I don't know. I have Virginia Tech beating them. So, we'll see. Oh, you do? That's right. Yeah. I have Virginia Tech knocking them out. Who are you having 
Oh my! God. I have Michigan State winning that region. <laughs> no, I'm trying to say if you got that, I, I forgot who you had in the final turn in the final game. Yeah, I got Florida State. Uh, oh my! Florida State beating <laughs> Kentucky, dude. That's what I have. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, but um, Florida State. Did Florida State? No, Florida State didn't beat them, did they? Florida State did not beat Duke this year. Okay, they did not beat Duke. But they came pretty close. I was trying to recall the game. Yeah, it came very close is what I remember. Twice. Yeah. So. And the finals, the ACC tournament, they were like neck and neck until the last few minutes. And then and Duke then pulled away. Pulled away, yeah. Maybe yeah. the second the second half of the second half. You know, mm-hmm. what would be the fourth quarter mm-hmm. in the NBA, right? Um, but Florida State's been looking good. They one. I mean, granted, it was Murray State, but... Murray State has uh, the second pick in the draft. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not a bad team. They're just not as tall and long as Florida State. They just right. crushed them by almost 30, 28 points. I think they won by. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Florida well, State looks all right, but they got a tough weekend up, up, up ahead of them. They're right. gonna play Gonzaga on Thursday, yeah. and if they win that, hopefully they're playing. I mean, either Texas Tech or Michigan. Probably mm-hmm. Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. That's a tough game too. But I mean, it's. Do you know this term, harmonic convergence? Wow. Everything kind of happens yeah, 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 the yeah, way yeah, it's supposed yeah. to happen. So a month ago, uh-huh. my sister made a baby, uh-huh. and I booked a flight to fly to L.A. and meet this baby. Uh-huh. And I fly out there on Wednesday, uh-huh. and then it just worked out that Florida State got put in the West region. <laughs> they won the first two games, uh-huh. and this Thursday game against Gonzaga is in Anaheim. Uh-huh. So I think I'm going to drive down from L.A. and go to the game on Thursday. Against Gonzaga. Cool. That'd be a lot of fun. Cool. I think you my brother go. and I are going to go down there. That should be nice. That should be a good time. Now, where, where are they playing again? They're playing in Anaheim, Orange County, just, really? just south of L.A. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 45-minute drive. Well, mm-hmm. if you beat the traffic. So, on this, so all of those teams, no, not all of those teams are playing in Anaheim. No, so the West region's in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. The East region games are in Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. I don't remember where the South or the Midwest region um, games are. Do you feel better? Well, I don't think Syracuse was going to beat Gonzaga, but do you feel better about... I did. <laughs> That's one huh? of my red X's. What? I had Syracuse beating Gonzaga. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that, but did you... Would you do you think Gonzaga is a good pull for Florida State? I think it's a really tough game, right? Mm-hmm. Good, but if I had to choose between the four one seeds of who I want to play, mm-hmm. right? That's who I would want to play, right? Right. You know what I mean? I I think that UVA and North Carolina and and uh, uh, Duke are all tougher, mm-hmm. even though Florida State's more uh, familiar with them. But I think, I mean, playing Gonzaga is tough. Playing Gonzaga on the West Coast, where everyone's going to fly down from Washington mm-hmm. and go to that game. Like, all their fans are going to be there. The arena's not going to be, like, in tons of garnet and gold supporting Florida State. It's going right. to be all Gonzaga fans. Right. That might bring the best out of them. So the South region, this uh, the UVA, the UVA, Tennessee, uh, uh, that, that bracket, mm-hmm. that one's in uh, Louisville. Mm-hmm. And the Midwest is in Kansas City. Down uh, here is in Kansas there. City. I got you. And Kansas is not even in it. No, they, well, Kansas got knocked out, and so right. did uh, Kansas State. Although they were in a different bracket. I thought Ohio State got knocked out. Ohio State 
did. They won their first game. Oh, and they lost their second. Houston's still alive. I forgot an X. Nope. I got one more X. <laughs> <laughs> they won their first game. They beat out Iowa State. And oh, they, they lost, lost to Houston. Houston is who advanced. Ah, I it's see. Houston I see, versus I see, I see, Kentucky. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That'll be a good game. Houston looks really good. Yep. They look yeah. really good. They, they, they could give Kentucky a run for their money. And New Mexico didn't. So Auburn is a five seed. So Auburn is playing UNC next. Auburn is playing UNC next. Right. Auburn's good, man. They're better than I thought. I suspect that they're only a few years away from some sort of some sort of trouble with the NCAA. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I feel that team got too good too quick. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess you could, you know. Bruce I mean, Pearl has a checkered history too. Their uh, head coach has gotten a little trouble in the past. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm suspecting that's the case. Hmm. Although I'm sure a lot of these teams are, you know. One person asking the wrong question. <laughs> well, I was about to say, it. one phone call away from <laughs> being in trouble, you know? Yeah, it is real. It is real. So we both still have, I was wrong. I don't have all my eight teams. I have seven of the eight, of my eight, Elite Eight still mm-hmm. in it. You have all of your eight still in it. No. So it's exciting, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, you got all eight all still right. alive. That's awesome. We'll but I imagine that. you're going to lose Oregon here. You think so? <laughs> I think so. I think UVA. UVA is looking better than I thought. That's who you want them to play, though. I mean. Who, Virginia? Yeah, I mean, well, Virginia is susceptible to an athletic team like Oregon, who seems to be peaking right now. You know what I mean? I Oregon, uh, they're, they they just came on late. And they came on strong late, I mean. And, um, mm-hmm. They're playing their best basketball at the right time of the season. It's just like in the NBA. You want your guys. And in the NFL, you want everybody healthy and firing on full cylinders when you enter the playoffs. It's not about week one. It's about week 16. So with this being said, if Duke gets past Virginia Tech, gets past Michigan, gets past these teams, get into the finals and actually wins, you have to. Give them. You have to give them props. Yeah, anybody who gets through these brackets. I mean, yeah. every year this is tough, dude. Yeah, you could. It's a one-game sample size. It's not <coughs> like like in the NBA, best of seven at every round. The best team always advances. You know what right, I mean? Right, but right. with these single game, single oh, elimination single tournaments, elimination, brutal, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So it's it's impressive for anybody, anybody to get through it and win it. I'm impressed. Right. And if Florida State pulls it off for me, I'll be very rich and impressed. <laughs> Not very rich, but I'll be well, much better off than I am now. <laughs> right, <laughs> very right, happy. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think we both did fairly, you know, fairly well. I think we've both done fairly well. We Kurt. didn't make the million. We we're not in contention for the million. No, well, we also don't work for for Warren Buffett, <laughs> but a oh, million dollars a year. Oh, you have to work for You have him? to work for him. Yeah, it's just, for, oh. it's just the greatest office pool ever. I thought it was for anybody. If you get all 16 of the 16, you get a million dollars per year. I imagine somebody got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody must, I don't know, but I imagine somebody got it. All you really had to do was have Oregon in there. Oregon was the one nobody, if, if, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Nobody had Oregon maybe. The other ones are all they're all you know one through four seeds, and then Auburn's a five right. seed, I think, and they're right. in. But. 
Well, if you could put in like four different, uh, I don't think <laughs> I think that was a rule. You could only, you only do one. Do one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you hook up with four other people, and you say, "Okay, you go this route, I go that route, you go this route, we top it up." There's still to get to sixteen. There's like a a ton of different bracket oh, options. Like a four. Four of them doesn't really help you that much. <laughs> you need like a thousand to cover all the bases. You yeah, know? he's got a thousand people working for him. Oh, I'm sure it's more than that. Berkshire Hathaway is a mm-hmm. huge company. Yeah, there you go. Find a thousand people. A thousand goes into a million went like a thousand times. A thousand times? That's a thousand dollars more than what you had before. Hell yeah. Man, that beer is delicious. The Modelo Especial. Especial. It tastes great. Tastes Did like you ever beach. try the Negro Modelo? Yeah, I don't really like thick beers like that. I didn't yeah. really drink beer until like a year and a half ago. Since college, I never really drank mm-hmm. beer. I just drink liquor. Mm. And even now that I drink beer, I like like Corona. You know what I mean? I like mm-hmm. like the lightest beer possible. I was at a poker game down south. I think I told you this story. Down at a poker game, mm-hmm. and um. Everyone there pretty much knew everyone, with the exception of me and this Russian guy. I will not say his real name. I'll say his name was Tom. Yeah. Okay? Tom. And so Tom also owned this this restaurant that was adjacent to where we played poker in this other business. I'm keeping everything very bland here for a reason. Yeah. Mainly because... There were never any people in the restaurant. Never and the any pe- customers. Right. And yeah. the people who went in saying, oh, wow, Russian food, they immediately came right back out. All right? But this restaurant was open. Yeah, stayed open for years. Gotcha. Now, Tom's, um, Tom's father used to sit outside the restaurant late at night. Well, he would sit outside the restaurant, and then he would notice that we were playing poker. Now, I didn't think that... I don't know why. I mean, this guy was like old-school Russian, right? Right. And I didn't think that he played poker. Just so happens he plays poker. Yeah. So he happened to come in, speaks very little English, but knows how to play, how to play poker. <clears throat> and he starts sitting down while his son was carrying on whatever restaurant business, let's yeah. say. running the restaurant. As I'm holding up quotation yeah, marks. It's an audio format. No, <laughs> exactly. Although we, we've been talking about video cameras lately. Yeah, we, we're going to get into that. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. So, um, he, uh, uh, <laughs> so, he would be over there playing poker, his father, Tom's father. And then all of a sudden, you know, because uh, we'd play pretty late. Uh, he'd lock up and he'd come over and kind of wait for his father. And yeah. then his father would still be playing. So then he says, well, let me lock up a little earlier. Then I'll come over and play. Yeah, play so he came bit. over and played, right? Yeah. So we sat down and all of a sudden one day, somebody brought a bottle of liquor. I don't know what type it was, but it was a pretty, pretty you know, pricey uh, bottle of liquor. And brought some cups and gave everyone a taste or offered everyone a taste besides me and once again I will absolutely say Tom. Yeah, you and Tom. And I looked I mean, 
I'm from the south side of Chicago, okay? Yeah. I read you gotta read the 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 full story. You can't right. be in there just doing, you yeah. know, crazy things. I looked at his face and he was not happy about that. Yeah, of course not. He did not feel cool about that. So he walked over to me and he says you like liquor, right? You you like liquor, don't you? You like liquor too. And then everyone heard him, and everybody was like, "Whoa!" Like maybe we made a mistake yeah, here, I'm you know? Just rude. Yeah, you know. And I don't care if anybody like me. I was winning, taking people's money. So if you don't like <laughs> me, then I don't give a care. Keep your keep your liquor. I'll I'll take your money, I'll take your and then I'll take your money, and then go buy some liquor. How yeah. about that? So anyway, um, he says. You like you like to drink, hey? You like liquor, eh? He says, "Come with me, come with me." I'm like, "Okay." Yep. And I was like, "Well, I think the game." He said, "Come." And I was like, "Okay, I'm coming." Yeah, you got it, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> so we come out, go through the parking lot, which mysteriously had about four or five of these, you know, black um, Mercedes, the five fifties, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, we walk through. He opens up his front door. We walk in. He says, what liquor do you like? He says, you like you like scotch, you like whiskey, vodka. You like vodka, right? Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't like vodka. And <clears throat> he's like, uh, well, what do you like? He, uh, beer, huh? Beer. And I'm like, well, okay, beer, because I figured that'd be safe, you know, because yeah. I'm thinking liquor. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Well, anyway, he goes in and he says, you like light beer? You like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, darker beer? What kind? And he says, this is the best beer. It's called Baltica. It's a Russian beer? Yes. It's a Baltica. I believe it starts at 6, which is a very light Pilsner. Baltica 7. Then it goes Baltica 8. Baltica 9. And then, yeah. And then Baltica 9, which is like a Guinness. Wow. So it's like all, it's like four and it ranges the, you know, the string of beers. And I'm like, I guess I'm somewhere in the middle. I am trying to be as neutral as possible yeah. in this whole conversation. You don't want to offend him. No, no, no. So yeah. he gives me like a Baltica 7 or something like that. It's yeah. freaking delicious. You Was know? it? And he's like, you know, he's like, drink, drink, drink it. And I'm like, I am drinking it. Yeah. And it's, it's a 22 ounce that he gave me. And I'm like, okay, all right. Okay, yeah. I'm like, all right, you know. And he's like, uh, he's like, you a nice guy. You like, you like girls? And I was like, yeah, I like girls. Okay, all right. Thanks for asking that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was like, um, uh, I don't think it matters if I use her real name. So he was like, uh, I think, pretty sure it was Sabrina, I think he says. Something like Sabrina. Was, but anyway, if it's not, great, because I don't want to yeah, use any yeah, real yeah, names yeah. here. So he just yells and he says, yeah, that wasn't her name, so I'm glad I'm using this yeah. name. Uh, he says, Sabrina! And then this freaking blonde girl freaking comes from behind the counter, and he was like, two are with my friend tonight. And I says, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, no, I, I, I wasn't even married at the time. And he, I was like, my wife is right. Yeah, no. He's like, oh, you're married, you're married. Okay. Sabrina, no, no, go back, go. <laughs> He's like, are you done now? Let's go back. Let's go back and play. And I came back and everybody was all wide-eyed like, uh, did, he, did you guys make plans to kill us? <laughs> and later, some suits and dark cars pulled up and closed that place. Yeah. So I don't know what they were into. I want to hang out with Tom. He sounds fun. Oh, oh no. He, he, yeah, he's a real deal. Yeah. That's a friend I made. And I saw him once. He has another place that's in another location here in Colorado. And I was over by there, minding my own business. 
And I happened to walk by and I thought it was going to be one of those where I see you, you see me, you know that I see you, but we only have really talked and met one time. I'm cool with us just nodding and moving on. And he was like, he was like, hey, hey, you come here, come here. And let me tell you, man. I, I'm 260 pounds, you know, six foot one. I'm not a small guy. No. Everybody that was over there in front of that place was, could have picked me up and cradled me like a baby. Wow. Yeah. And I did not, I was not, I was like, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> how's it going? You come in, I was coming. I was like, nope, got to get home. Remember the wife? And he's like, yeah. good, good. You do that. You do that. I talk to you again. Okay. This is a good guy here, this guy. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> So I have a friend named Tom that's somewhere around town. But anyway, the whole moral of the, th- of the story is, is that, you know, when it comes to cigars, poker and drinking, you know, there, there are no clicks, man. Be cool with everybody. Yeah. Be honest to everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's what the that's what this, you know, life entails is, you know, I've, I've talked to people from all over the world. There's a guy who flies here from China four times a year, and we sit down and we talk a little bit and uh, smoke cigars, you know. And um, there's a guy who was a VP of uh, Microsoft. Yeah, the dude from Africa. From Africa, North. Uh, I, I mean, from story. South Africa. Yeah. Same thing. We did not have a lot in common, right. but we still sat down and talked it out over some, some cigars. Some of the best conversations I've ever had have been over ashtrays. You know, if yeah, 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 yeah. If it involves cigars or a joint or something, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like they absolutely they've put me in, um, in you know, an interesting company. Right, right. I always ask the question: If you had a chance, would you smoke a cigar with Jesus Christ, Adolf Hitler, Winston Churchill, and the fourth would be other? Who would it be? Who would the other person be? Yeah. Like Fidel. Some sort of famous cigar, cigar smoker. smoker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think I would enjoy Adolf Hitler's company or Fidel Castro's mm-hmm. company for that matter. But like, yeah. like that would be. And those are amazing, mm-hmm. amazing cigar smokers. I didn't know. I didn't know Jesus was into cigars. Is if he, he was, yeah, <laughs> he probably. If he was, yeah, he would be he smoking all of our series. Oh, yeah, and he would be smoking them. In Capital Cigars, the, he, the premier cigar lounge in the state of Colorado, right here in, in Denver on Colfax. Yeah, I don't think tobacco was invented back then. Invented? It's a plant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think... I don't know. I, you know White a, people found it when they went to South America? I think something like that. You know. Well, the Indi- no, Indians were smoking tobacco when they showed up here. I don't think they brought it with them. I think they found it here. Who? The, the European Europe. people. You know, when persons arrived in in the, in Americas, the Americas, that it was already a plant, like it was growing right. here. Right. No, I mean, and they found I mean, it and cultivated it. I meant the in, the native Indians. Yeah, were, they were already smoking it because right. the plant was already here. Correct. When they got here, you Correct. know what I mean. However long Correct. ago that was, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the Europeans discovered it when they showed up with their boats. Yeah. And then they started shipping tobacco back and tea from mm-hmm. India, stuff like that, and opium and whatever, and got everybody strung out in Europe and addicted yeah. to tobacco and opium. Mm-hmm. You know. There you go. It's good business. <laughs> good there money. Go. They're like, oh, what's this stuff called? Poppy. Oh, okay. I'm going to sell this in London. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how that shit happens, right? You brought up a good point. 
Earl I did? Taylor. About? Um, about that seven foot six. Taco. Taco. T A C K O. Taco. Yeah. Now, you were saying that you don't believe that the because I said this guy definitely has yeah. a future in the, in the NBA. I mean, he'll get a job. He'll get drafted. I just mm-hmm. don't think he'll you know he'll have like a supermax kind of a deal. Right. I don't think. Like I think he's really tall. I mean, mm-hmm. he can't teach height, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he has the talent that you need to be that tall in today's NBA. Today's mm-hmm. NBA is different than it was 15 years ago, right? And I what, agree. What I was saying to you was, you know, Roy Hibbert was making millions and was, you know, people were talking about they would start their franchise with him one day mm-hmm. and the next day he wasn't valuable anymore. You yeah, know, but- the the tall guy isn't it's not what it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. you need to be able to if you're going to a seven six player is great, but a seven two guy that can has range and can pull the defensive center out the lane right. is much more valuable in today's in today's NBA. And I totally agree with you. I believe that. First of all, I think Roy Hibbard. Well, that's not fair. I was just about to say I think he was a bust, but it was great for a couple of years there. Well, but the game changed. Well. It, when they played against the uh, the LeBron James, yeah. that was when that was the Pacers' deepest run, strongest run. When they had um, that was it though. That was Paul that, George. That was the year that you're yeah. like Roy Hibbert's who I want to start my team with. And then next year you're like Roy Hibbert's worthless. Yeah, <laughs> like I could I could I have agree. two guys for that price that can platoon in there, and maybe I have more range, more athleticism, etc. I agree. I agree. But um, I think Roy Hibbert is absolutely more of a stationary center. Right. That's gone. There's no more Patrick Ewing. There's no more Yao Ming even. There's no more Shaq. I mean, Shaq's going to be a weapon in any world. And and this is is the point that I'm getting to. This taco guy, right? He is is athletic at 7'6". He's not a stationary. Now... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a parallel. Yeah, somebody who probably got a max deal, right? Uh, Jordan, um, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. I think he did, or if he didn't get a max deal, it was pretty close. He mm-hmm. got a big, big paycheck, but I think he got that big deal knowing that they were gonna trade him at some point, and they wanted to get as much back for him as they could. Right. So I I don't know I I don't really know. see DeAndre Jordan. No is, offense. Huh? He's just no offense. Not a lot of offense, but when it when he does, it's absolute. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's absolute. True. However, true. I want him is, on my team if I get into a bar fight. Yeah, right. he is athletic as heck. All right. Yeah. Any seven foot six seven. I mean, somebody's you know uh, playing high post or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but this guy is young. Right. If he was to somehow develop a mid-range jumper. Yeah, he needs to develop some sort of jumper. If he did that, holy freaking cow. I mean, I mean because he's not he's not a 7 foot 6 guy like Yao Ming. Like But he's um, not even even just look at today's 7 footers. Like he's not as athletic as um who's the guy that went to Arizona who's playing for Phoenix now? 
uh, got drafted at the top of last year's draft class. Um, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. He's not as athletic. He's not as athletic as Mobamba. He's not as athletic as the centers that have come out lately. Like to, to be, the fact is, if you're going to be a big man in the mm-hmm. NBA, you have to be able to defensively cover all five positions. You got to be able to cover a point guard. You can't be a quick guy. Can't be able to get around you real easy, right. or else you're not of value. Would you're it, definitely not a starter. Would you it, might be a position player, you know, right. uh, like a platoon guy, coming off the bench guy. Sure. Andrew Bogut just signed back on with the Warriors. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just don't think he's this guy's like a starter, all-star, right. max deal kind of guy. Would Akeem Olajuwon still be as lethal in today's... I think so. I think because of his defense and the fact that he would run the floor... Like he was at, he was fast for a big guy, you know. Yeah. And I think that's because as a kid he played soccer. That he had he had really great footwork. Footwork, you yeah. know what I mean. And yeah. Same with um, the no 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 guy, uh, Dikembe. Matum, Matum. Great footwork. I think we'd be able to figure out a way to use him. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe he's setting. Maybe on offense he's setting, setting picks and mm-hmm. then going to get any rebound and get all the second chance points. Correct. You know, maybe you're not running the offense through him, right. but you can use him effectively. And on defense, he definitely can move yeah. and defend. Yeah, I mean, and block I don't know, I don't know about like defending. That. Like, if he gets pulled out to the three-point line and then the, there's a switch, I don't right. know if he can defend one of those quick little shifty shooters. Right. But because he's so long, maybe he can make up for it. Right. But I would think you would have to... I got you. I would think if you can do a switch where you're a, a one or a two, like a guard... You can fake a three. If he goes up, you should be able to go right around him and lay it in or dish it out to somebody else as other defenders come down. So you're saying that... Collapse on you. The template for today's seven-footer is Jokic. Yeah, exactly. That's why Jokic's... You know, if if James Harden and uh, uh, the Greek freak, mm-hmm. Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. if they weren't um, having the years they were having, mm-hmm. we'd be arguing that Jokic should be the MVP. He might be third in the voting. Yeah. You know, he's gotten so many triple doubles. Yeah. He's he's effective on both ends of the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can, I mean, he can shoot the three. Yeah, that well, that's what makes him effective in today's game. That's what makes right. him exactly what you want out of your seven footer. Right. Now, granted, he's given up four I mean, what is he, seven two? Yeah. He's given up four inches to Taco. Right. But I mean, and they're similar build. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they're, like Taco's not like a stick or anything. No, like no, that. he's a he's, he's a big a, guy. Man. Yeah. He has guns, dude. Right. He obviously isn't scared to go to the gym. Nope. You know, but um, uh, I think Jokic steps back. You have to come out and respect respect that shot. Oh, you have to, yeah. and he can fake it, dish it. Somebody's dish it cutting in. Them. Somebody's yeah. cutting in. So he's pulling the defender out every time. You know. So if this guy was to pick up some sort of mid mid range game, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he would. Every center is trying to develop their three now. Mm-hmm. You see Zion taking them. I mean, Zion's probably going to play a four mm-hmm. on most teams. Maybe a five when they go small. Yeah. But, like, you see it with with a lot of big players. They're all trying to develop a three right. to keep up. And Marcus Cousins ruptures his Achilles, comes back shooting threes on the Warriors. It's so weird. Right. Right. It's so right. weird. Yeah, right? you're it's, right. It's what you have to do to stay viable in today's market, like in today's is, industry. Is Zion Williams closer to a LeBron James or a more athletic Charles Barkley? More the latter, in my opinion. Um, an athletic Charles Barkley. Yeah, he's an athletic big, more than an oversized small. 
yeah. right? Like LeBron is just plays two th- plays the the two or three spot, right. but he's bigger than everybody else, which Correct. makes him effective. So if he has to kind of roll down and yeah. play the four or the five, he's, mm-hmm. he can. And we've seen him, especially when he's younger, mm-hmm. he would play point style, point forward style, like Scotty Pippen mm-hmm. used to, effectively. You know, right. he, he can right. play all five positions. Right. Um, and I think like that's I might be what Zion wants to be, but that's right. not what he is. He's a he's a big man who's more athletic than the other big men, right. not an oversized small. Right. No, you're 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 absolutely But right. if he was in the NBA right now, like he'd be the second heaviest player in the NBA right now at 19 years old. Second heaviest? There's only one player that weighs more than Zion Williamson. You mean Jokic doesn't weigh more than Zion Williams? No. In fact, he weighs more than Taco. They played, you know, last night. Holy cow. Yeah, he's huge. I mean, Zion's huge. He could be a tight end for any team in the NFL. Right, right. Wow. And I know he would never do that. (laughs) Well, I mean, every once in a while, there's always a a ton of basketball guys that play basketball in in college uh, and then go play tight end in the NFL. No, you're right. Antonio Gates, right? Didn't he play basketball in high school, in college? I think Antonio Gates. I think so. Like, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peters, what's his name? Uh, I'm not sure. He, he's a, um, plays the same position as, um, he's a defense. He's a defensive end. He plays. Oh, Peppers. Jamal Peppers. Peppers. I keep oh, calling yeah. him. He was great at UNC. Yeah. Great. Right. Yeah, there's others. There's a couple guys that were basketball players uh, that are playing tight ends. That play too. tight ends, yeah. There was a guy that went to Miami. I forget which one. I forget what his name is. Mm. Regardless. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a transfer of or the you said tight end. Right? Yeah, it's footwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tight end. Work, you know? And, and naturally, with basketball, you have good hands. Yeah, you, you have know? better footwork, better hands than than those tight ends coming out of college that right. aren't used as receivers enough. They're right. just used as blockers largely in college games. That's right. beginning to change now. You saw it with like OJ Howard coming from Alabama, who plays for Tampa Bay right now. He was mm-hmm. they were using him as a weapon even in college, but right. largely like even Gronk like. They didn't throw to him at Arizona. I think it was Arizona State. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's Arizona or Arizona State. I think it was Arizona State. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. The point is, they just used. He's one of the best blocking <coughs> tight ends ever. But they just they just used him as a blocker. You know, right. they didn't really use him. He's he's great at that. Yeah, yeah, I know he's a. a great he's one blocker. in the Hall of Fame. Been nine years in and out of the league. You I think, think first. I think he's a first, first ballot, ballot Hall of Fame. I yeah. think so too. I don't know who else is going to be. Yeah, that year. Or but anything. I can't see him not going first round. Yeah. You know, so he was phenomenal. He changed he, the position. That's right. He retired this week. You know, and, I, I uh, suspect he might come out of retirement though. You like know, November first week of November. Like I'm back. <laughs> like, like the Jordan facts. I can, you know, I can see it, but that body has went through some. Well, some, that's why you know who wants to go to preseason. You know, what that's I mean? true. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I mean, he's got five rings. He's got nothing else to prove. He's got plenty of money. I mean. he... You know, I mean, he wants to have a he. He doesn't want to be on a gurney for the rest of his life True. after football. And I mean, look at freaking. Um, Both your kids are girls, right? Yeah. If you had a son, would you be pushing him into playing football? Now with oh, with what everything we know now about CTE and repeated concussions and etc. Basketball all the way. Yeah. Basketball. I'm thinking like golf. Yeah. We don't want to blow your knees out. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. I play basketball, but I play it also on a ton of concrete. Yeah. A ton of asphalt. Asphalt's a little better than concrete, but. It's bad on the knees. Oh, yeah, it's bad on the knees. You know, so um, if I could 
keep them indoors and keep them playing Those basketball. Golfers get paid, bro, and they make money into their sixties. That is, you true. know what I mean. Like that they start designing courses later in <laughs> life, like, and they're kicking it in country clubs, like mm-hmm. with other rich guys that want to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be picking up stock info and mm-hmm. shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, no, you got a point there. I think golf is, is, is that might be the way at, to go. Yeah. I better get a little small golf set for the little one. The two there you go. Yep, knock it in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean. <clears throat> I was talking to someone about that, and I says, I don't know. First of all, I don't think Zion Williams will ever play the game. Williamson. Williamson will ever play the game like LeBron James. I think they're two totally different players, and it's going to be more evident. Now, when you're playing against a lot of people that are (laughs) half your size, you kind of get a LeBron James effect. Right. But when you get into a league where... Now let me get now he's 18 years old. Yeah. Now I've heard people say any solid muscle. I'm like, let me at 18, okay. He's eating too many big bags. You you still have some growing into your yeah. muscle part. He needs to you, get, I mean, get a work on the diet. Dwight Howard the is in the NBA right now. Hasn't played all season. And you're saying that I think he played four games or something. And you're saying that he is actually bigger than Dwight Howard. I think so, yeah. And if he's bigger than Dwight Howard, yeah, you know, coming into the lane against somebody like that or coming into the lane against, you know, uh, a big player, I mean, it's going to be a lot different, you know, than LeBron James that has agility and also has a certain skill set with dribbling and things like that to get around players. And I'm not saying at, at 260. He's 6'7", 285. Who? Zion. Okay, he might be there. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. 285, bro. That's, that's huge. Okay, that's huge. I thought he was like 260. You know, but... <laughs> well, what am I talking about? I'm, I'm, I weigh more than 260, so that's yeah, not well, saying much, you know? Nobody ever calls you all muscle. No, 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 no. Those days are over. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I get back down to two twenty or two ten, yeah. but I got yeah, I got fifty pure loving. That's what I got on me. But but yeah, two eighty five. That is huge. That is huge, Boy, man. But then now, come on, you got to think of things this way too. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Moving two hundred and eighty five pounds around that court. And cutting and moving because the game is going to get a lot faster in the NBA than it was. Just they say that about all sports. Yeah, it gets a lot faster Playing at the pro men instead of kids. You yeah, know? I mean things get faster, you know. And he starts cutting and everything on those knees at two eighty five. They because I've, I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, we're not really worried about his weight at this moment. You know, everything's fine. You know, they're going to try to get him down because two eighty five for uh, a." Because he's 6'7"? 6'7", you know? 285. Yeah, I think you 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 want to scale back his weight, his, his weight room stuff. Mm-hmm. And you want to get him on a great diet. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep him. You want him doing all that, like, flexibility, pliability. Oh, yeah. You know, he needs to be doing yoga. You yeah. know, he needs to be doing all right. that kind of stuff. Um, right. I think you're right. I mean, you want to you want to keep him. You want his play his fighting weight, like they talk about a boxer. Yeah, you want to keep him around two seventy. Yeah, two sixty five. Right, because he two... might be able to move a little smoother. Exactly. And it's a longer season. Mm-hmm. At the end of that season, you still want him to be able to run around that court. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. right. 
No matter who you are, 285 pounds is a lot of pounds. One year, two year, three years into it. Yeah. Like, you remember Oliver, Oliver Miller, right? Yeah. I mean, holy cow, he showed up he was one huge. year and he was like... 340 or 3, I don't know. He was probably up. not, but close. he's probably over 3, 3, 5, 310, you know what I mean? He's over 3. No, no, no. He was, um, um, he was, he showed up like 3, like one year. <clears throat> 340 was, is big. It is. And that's, that's offensive lineman. That's how, that's how, that's how big he was. Like, that was Joe Thomas before he retired. Have you seen Joe Thomas since he retired? He's no. probably lost 80 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah, he looks like he's just got the... Air sucked out of them. Hmm. A lot of those offensive linemen have to do that when they retire. If they right. want any quality of life whatsoever, they have to lose a ton of weight. Jeff Saturday, you see him when he's on ESPN now, and he doesn't even look that much bigger than the other people on the set. And you're like, weren't you a center in the NFL? Dude? Right. right. <laughs> but he, the day he retired, he started, started dieting, started cutting weight, you know, intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what... Same thing with Joe Joe Thomas. I think that's what you have to do if you're an offensive lineman in the NFL. Yeah, he was six nine, um, three hundred eighteen pounds. I, I thought. Jeez, was... that's still enormous. Dude. It is. That's like literally offensive tackle size. Right. Right. It, no, but that's not was... us talking about tight end. That's us talking about offensive line. That's the Redskins <laughs> hogs. Remember the hogs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's how big they were. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, a lot of times they kind of list your height a little bit higher. Oh, yeah. They're always a little generous. What it, than what it really is. They're, the weird um, exception to that is Kevin Durant, who always says, no, you write that down at 6'10. <laughs> you write that down at 6'10. Right. Because he doesn't want to be a seven footer and have to play center. He likes playing right. in the four spot. But right. he's seven feet tall for sure. Well, they put him down at one year at 318. And I think that was a year right before he blew up. But then it's the other way around. They didn't really want to, you know. So yeah. they just said that uh, he flirted with <laughs> 400 pounds. So if, <laughs> so if he flirted with 400 pounds. Yeah, he got up there. I'm thinking he went a little bit north of 318 I wonder year. how big. Um, remember the big country Bryant Reeves? He played for the Grizzlies when they were in Vancouver. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was enormous. He was, but he was a lot shorter, wasn't Big he? Big country. I don't. I remember. I feel like he was over three hundred pounds. Although I was, a, I was much. I was a kid, so I was in awe of that size. So maybe he wasn't. Yeah. Big country. Right. Sean Reed. Kemp got big too. Yeah, right? he got real fat at the end of his career. Well, to put it in perspective. Carrying weight a certain way makes you look a certain way. Bryant we, uh, Reeves was only 291 pounds. He was only six pounds bigger than He's only than 10 Zion. pounds, yeah. Less than 10 pounds bigger than Zion. Yeah, six pounds bigger than Zion Williams. But he was six inches shorter or five. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's just, you know. <clears throat> and with that long season, I mean, you got maybe one or two seasons on those wheels. You know, but he's 18 years old, so I'm not. I'm not even talking that way. I'm just saying he's gonna have bread too. He's about to get a huge shoe deal mm-hmm. and the fucking the first pick of the draft money. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's he has no reason not to hire a dietitian and a chef. Right. You know what I mean? And obviously, I'm sure he already has a personal trainer. Right. A guy who went to school. Um, I went to Thornton Ridge High School in 
uh, Dalton, Illinois. There was Thornton, there was Thornton Ridge, and then there was Thornton Wood. And Eddie Curry went to Thornwood. Wow. Thornwood is the name. Thornwood. Was that the same, and, about the same year as you? Oh, no, no. He was he was after me. I, he was about, I would say. Oh, yeah, say he's more my age. About, yeah, about eight years after me. Yeah, that sounds so, right. Um, but he was another, he was a big guy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing him play, not, you know, professionally, but I'd show up at some places where, you know, and he'd be playing, and I'd be like, holy cow, he's huge. But he was a, close to a seven-footer, I believe, but I don't think he cracked. 6'10"? 6'10"? Okay, 6'10". Yeah, something like that. Yeah, close. But he, he was a big boy. Yeah, man. but he didn't crack 300. You know, but he looked... Maybe I, at the I, end of his career. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe at the he started end. Having, didn't he start having heart problems? Isn't that what shortened his career? All of that. All of that. Um, I actually did... I, well, I didn't go to school. I was a senior. Or he was a senior when I was becoming a freshman. Was um, But he lived a block and a half away from me. But, and I played with his brothers. Played with him. Was, um Kevin Duckworth. Oh, wow. Who played for the uh, uh, Portland Trailblazers. Eddie Curry is playing in in China. Oh wow, nice! Huh, I didn't know he was still playing. Yeah, he's from Thornwood in in uh, in Illinois, in yeah. South Holland, Illinois. South Holland, Illinois. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Duck. No, he's seven feet. He's seven, seven feet two eighty five. So he's okay. a little bit taller than Zion. About the two eighty five seems generous. He might be a little. little and bit. and seeing him up front, I mean, if I was standing, you know behind him you would not see me at all you know so that guy he's huge yeah yeah he's he's enormous he was mr basketball in illinois yeah Mm -hmm. 2001 i I forgot he won a ring in the nba he was Mm -hmm. on that mavericks team that beat miami heat he was on the mavericks no way yeah he got a he got an nba championship ring in 2012 i didn't know that that's cool and then he went over to China. He's been that in China. Is cool. He's I been didn't playing know that. in China. Oh, he played in China for one year. Came back, didn't play for six years, and now he's over there playing again. Uh, okay, he's got to be 40, 38, 39, 40. Well, yeah, he was born in eighty two, so he's only thirty six. Oh wow! So he was, yeah, he was thirty six, thirty seven, yeah, eighty two. He was born. He was, was eighty two. He was born in 1982, so, so he's 36, 36, 13, 36, 36, yeah, 13 years younger than me. Yeah. 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 But uh, but big, just big guys, you know. Now He could have played tight end also. I mean, he's grown oh, size. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, well, I don't know. There's not that many seven-foot tight ends out there. Wow, that would change the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? If he was Zion. fast enough to get off the blocks True. and... True. He's too tall. He's too yeah. tall. Yeah. I mean, because you get a hit in the legs, you're done at seven foot. Zion <laughs> is about is about the same size as, as Gronk. He's also mm-hmm. about the same size as Aaron Judge, the the outfielder for the Yankees. Who's who's Gronkowski is six seven. He's tall, six six maybe. Uh, maybe six. So. Maybe six four. I don't know. It's, I think he's he's the biggest of all the tight ends. Six four, all... six three, or something like that. Maybe even six two. But for a tight end. Holy. Six six two sixty five. Holy! I wasn't God. joking, man. He's wow. got a he's got a seven foot wingspan. 
That's the other thing. Like when we talk about how tall these guys are, mm-hmm. some people have extra wingspan, right. right? And that makes them even more mm-hmm. like that was the whole Tayshawn Prince thing, yeah, where he could literally scratch his knee without right. leaning over. You know what I mean? And he had this enormous wingspan that made him valuable forever in the NBA. So you know, I've been taunting uh, Blair, our bartender here, who also played college basketball. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's younger brother is about to go play at Georgetown, play football at Georgetown. Play football at Georgetown, yes. That's cool. D.C., and, what up? Um, <clears throat> I've been taunting him about, <clears throat> you know, playing him in some basketball. Now, granted, I'm giving up, what is he, 6'4"? Yeah, 6'3", 6'4", got it. 6'4", What college did he play at? Was it St. John's? Really? Saint, I didn't know that. St. something. St. Mary's? I don't know. Yeah. So you guys are going to play basketball? Yeah. Are you, so you, you're going to put a raise on the on the on the line? Well, I got to shed a couple you, more. <laughs> and stop eating these M and M's that, yeah, I'm, eat, that I'm eating during the podcast that you guys don't know candy. about. Good thing it's not a visual uh, <laughs> platform. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we were standing up there, and I was like, you know, one of the things that got me through playing basketball a lot at six one. And he was like, what? I said, it's my my reach. And he was like, yeah, you're not going to be able. I said, stretch your, you know, stretch your your arm up. So he stretched his arm up. And then I stretched mine. And we're talking about a tip of a finger shorter. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, so. Wow, it is. So, you know, I used to guard guys who was 6'3", 6'4", you know, I mean, I, I had to, you know, I yeah. mean, I was at 6'1", by the time I was coming up in the early 90s, 6'1", was short for, you yeah, know. Yeah, people uh, had stretched, you know. Yeah, they started going to the 6'4", guard, and 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", you know. St. John's Fisher College. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd you find that? I lo- Googled him. Oh. He popped right up. Nice. Look at, look at him all young. <laughs> Blair Holly with no hair or nothing you know mm-hmm. what I mean look how young he is St. <laughs> where, where so he played at St. John's Fisher College 2012-2013 he played in 8 of their games averaged 3.9 minutes he came, looks like he came off the board and got, got rebounds a couple of points yeah so St. John Fisher. St. John Fisher College. Gotcha. Of the Eastern College Athletic Conference. They're in mm-hmm. the Division Three. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That was cool that we just found them right away. Exactly. You know, so I keep saying we got to have them in, down here in the podcast. Hell talking, yeah. uh, especially during basketball season. Hell know? yeah. He had, gone to, he, had, he had gone for two years to Otero Junior College in Colorado and then um, went over to St. John Fisher College. Nice. Yeah. The hey, Cardinals. He's a cool guy. He is a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a delight to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Word. Well, what, what do, do you, you think, think about... <laughs> it took the words right out of your mouth. What do you think about this cigar? How's it going for you over there? It's going good. I mean, it's a... I mean, did it... Get a little richer for definitely. you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely mm-hmm. changed. It mm-hmm. changed like a couple of times. Almost every drag's a little different. You know, you can feel it evolve. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain cigars. For instance, someone was talking to me about um, the. Oh my gosh, 
the oh, starts with a C. Um, it's a cigar, the Camacho. Camacho. Hey, hey, man, we're on the same yeah, wavelength yeah. there. There's not that the, many that's ever seen. That's right. That's right. Um, the Camacho Triple Maduro. Yeah, it's a little too thick for me. It is, and you know, I tell people, I say, you know, the Triple Maduro starts a certain way and finishes the exact same way. It there's not a whole lot of change in the cigar. Now, a lot of people don't know what it is that they really like about a cigar because they're talking, they're reading, they're drinking, they're doing something while they're smoking the cigar. Right. But while they're smoking that cigar, there's the cigar warms up and it starts to change. Yeah. I like that. You know? And that is really what you're... It's really kind of like what you're, you know, uh, kind of looking for. I had a guy comes in that... You know, would come in. He'd buy a cigar here in the lounge, but he would always smoke these cigars that he picked up. And they're like, you know, there's these Churchill cigars, but he buys them for like two dollars a stick, right? If that's what he wants to, I mean, I, you know, that's what's what he wants to smoke. Yeah. But it's a short filled cigar, short tobacco, like yeah. shortcut. Well, the, yeah, the uh, tobacco is cut short and then filled into the cigar. Yeah, and you know. <clears throat> We, we, we kind of talked a lot about it. He says, well, I like these cigars. And I kept saying, well, I like them. I like And I was like, well, what is it you like about that cigar? And he was like, well, that it's only $2. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at this. I, I get all this cigar for $2. I said, oh, okay. But every time he comes in, he buys at least one cigar. He'll smoke two of those, but then he'll hold on and he'll smoke that one, right? The one that he buys. And I says, well, what is it you like about this cigar? And then he just goes on and on and on and on. And then I explained to him the difference between a short-filled and a long-filler, you know, cigar. And anytime you take something, you you know, okay, I'm going to take tobacco A, tobacco B, tobacco C, and tobacco D. Then I'm going to chop it all up, put it into, you know, small uh, accumulation of tobacco. And then I'm going to fill it into this cigar. In no particular order, obviously, because it's all mixed up, right? It's going to taste this. I mean, you're not going to get any change. I mean, yeah, right. you it's, know. It's mixed. Yeah, it's, it's all mixed blended, up. Yeah. So you're going to get the same blend at the beginning right. of the cigar that you get at the end of the cigar, right? So now I've smoked some short fill cigars that aren't horribly bad. Probably because the tobacco they choose to put in there is pretty decent right. tobacco. Usually that's not the case. No one's going to chop up prime tobacco to, just to make short fill right. cigars, just to say that they made short a short fill, you know. Or, yeah, there's uh, you're going to lose money. Or a Cuban sandwich, you know, is what they say. But you know, but um, you know, it, it's kind of it, it, in other words, it's one of the things that you enjoy about a cigar: the changes, the complexities. Um, the oils that are in the cigar starts to warm up, uh, start to marinate from the filler oh, to the binder. Making this richer is that mm-hmm. it's as it's heating up, the oils are dripping down, and it's just getting more. Exactly, exactly. More and sometimes, thicker. sometimes that gets that's a not a great thing, and you get a little uh, get a, it gets a little too acidic or spicy at the end. Yeah, and I always tell people blow out on the cigar instead of in. Uh, blow through it. Yeah, blow through it. Blow it It'll ignite all that stuff and then get it out of the cigar and yeah. then it'll taste... I'm not having that problem. Either. No, no, no. Not with this cigar. Yeah. But some cigars, it's like that. So they... So the long, the longer tobacco, 
you tend to smoke all of that piece, right? And that's yeah. what's where it's you're, it's getting better every time you, every time it burns more. It, and not only is it getting better, but it interacts with the other tobacco more and more and more. The more it heats up, and the more yeah. it actually, it's kind of like cooking a pot. You know, put a pot on the stove. The more you let it simmer. You know, rather than just putting a whole lot of ingredients in a pot and then just leaving it there. Right. You know, you put it in there and it starts to simmer. Heck, you it's leave like a slow cooking. Yeah, you leave a pot of spaghetti in the refrigerator to yeah, warm it up the flavor. next day. They always it's even say better. that lasagna is way better after oh, after so. you put it in the freezer and then reheat it the next day, you know, warm yeah. it back up because all those flavors have meshed or melded or whatever for term you want to use. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I could use a nice piece of lasagna. I know. I was just thinking about that. I'm not hungry like right now, but yeah. like lasagna sounds good. You know? Well, you know, some of the best lasagna that you can eat. Have you met my aunt Lily? <laughs> no, I'm passed, sure that's she fantastic. Passed away a while ago, but she's yeah. a legend. Legend in the lasagna game. Some of the best lasagna you can buy yeah. is a couple of blocks from here. Where? It's called Nicolo's Pizza. Oh, I know Nicolo's. They have good lasagna. Oh. It's called Mama's Mama's uh, Lasagna. Huh. And if you really want to, well, you don't eat uh, too much red meat there. But, Any. Um, I think they make it with turkey. But, Dope. But then they, you can get sausage on top. Hell yeah. I'm going to order. As soon as we get done with this podcast, I'm going to order lasagna, They're roll closed. by and pick it up on the way home. Now They're I know closed. what I'm going to eat tonight. They're closed. Yeah. It's almost midnight. I think they're open till midnight. Oh, you better call right now. Yeah. All right, in that case. Well, in that case, there is an <laughs> Email me any um, lounge suggestions for L.A. I'm going to want to go smoke a cigar at some point, right? Absolutely. So uh, if anybody knows of any good spots to smoke a cigar in Los Angeles, let me know. And mm-hmm. uh, that's contact at betyourash.com is our email. Let me know. Also, just let us know some other stuff. Anything we need to know. And then we're on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. It's at Bet Your Ash Pod. Yep. And uh, and if anybody's over at Nicolo's listening, put a put a lasagna in the oven for me. I'm on my way. <laughs> on Thursday. When this comes out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, thank you very much. Next is next week's episode twenty. Are we gonna 20? celebrate? Let's do something. We yeah. did on ten. We might yeah. as well might as well drink. Exactly. Aloha mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <laughs> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Black Hawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español.